program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Nights on Broadway, you never heard that song? Blame it at all. It's a Bee Gees. Oh. Okay. On the nights on Broadway. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's the Barry Gibbs show. Yeah. I want to talk about. <laughs> that was very good. Well, we are uh, very good today because we are hanging out at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. That is always a, a fun time for us because yep. tonight is the first year coaches awards brought to you by for Crystal the second mortgage <laughs> that's right and uh, of course uh, steve spurrier's restaurant they uh, are starting to set up all the people will be here in gosh another hour or so two hours and then uh, the festivities get started at seven o'clock and they will honor sunny dykes sunny dykes is the uh, first year coach of the year and i i tell you i know that coach spurrier expected it to be billy napier this year but of course, he was—he did not qualify. You have to have a winning record. <laughs> that would be rule number one. Uh, but it was interesting at, towards the end of the season because I was talking to Steve and to and to Chris Doring about this, and it was Sonny Dykes, uh, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley, and they—they they were trying to figure out which one it would be. And also, I think there was a little bit of would Lincoln Riley come all the way to Gainesville? I think that played, but then it turned out it didn't matter. Sonny, I mean. Uh, Dykes was by far the coach of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. You, you get close. to the national yeah. title game. He probably yes. did pretty good. Other than the national title game, although Coach Spurrier on the podcast today said he already told Sonny, he goes, you know what? Or oh, no, he's going to tell Sonny when he meet, sees him tonight. He's going to say, you know what? You're not the first coach to get his butt kicked in the national title game. Because <laughs> I, know, I know what 62-24 looks like. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be good. Everybody will get a laugh out of that, yeah. of course. And it'll be fun. And this will be a neat show because we will have the opportunity to uh, talk to some of the people that are here. If uh, if those guys get here in time, we'll be able to bring you those interviews. But if not, there's a lot of former Gator greats that will be here. We'll have uh, Coach Spurrier on at some point, I'm sure. And the uh, the title sponsor of this uh, event is Chris Doring. And uh, they have done a, a tremendous job. Tricia, who works for, uh, for Chris and uh, gets things yep. going and helps with all She's the great. – marketing stuff she's been running around for uh for several weeks now to get ready but a really cool event a fun event it'll be uh i, I was talking to one of the the waiters when i got here as i was getting everything set up and it's you know it's one of those where it seems like all the time they're just people like who's who is here and That's they, what they run into all year, these yeah. people and it's pretty crazy it's just like th- it's not even just tonight but, you know, a couple of weeks ago at the street naming, there were some really cool people here. Rumor has it Bill Parcells might be here tonight, which would be kind of cool. So that's it's always fun with little old Gainesville and what this place has now brought to this community and, and all the people that get to now visit Gainesville because of it. Every time I see Bill Parcells, I always think about two two things. One, 
uh, when we played the Caddyshack course, the actual course where they filmed Caddyshack, yeah. as we were leaving, he was he had, he was coming out of the pro shop, so he's a member. He was a member there, and two is Frank Costanza's line, "I wouldn't be caught dead in Banlon," <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the great coaches. But yeah, I'm looking forward to. I remember last year kind of making my way through the crowd as we were leaving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I, that was Josh Heupel standing next to me a minute ago, and that was, and that was this other guy. It was just like uh, all these uh, people that are kind of cool you don't run into all the time. You so should have Nancy Kerr- Kerrigan, uh, Josh Heupel. Then he, then he wouldn't have been able to coach. Maybe he could have called plays. He could have called plays from his uh, wheelchair. I'm That's sure. true. Yeah, probably would have made it happen. Uh, and against that defense, he definitely could have. <laughs> but speaking of defense. Somebody was named the defensive coordinator today officially, even though we yeah, it was kind of surprising about this last that week. it was Bill Belichick. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> but Austin Armstrong has officially now been named the uh, D coordinator at the University of Florida. Somebody we talked about certainly a lot last week, and it will be uh, interesting to see what happens. I know some people are excited. Some people say, oh, "Here we go again." It's a it's a no namer that is coming to the Gators. Twenty nine years old. What's going to happen? Yeah. yeah, he's too too young. The two Utes. May not the know Utes. what's going on. Well, look, I my thing is, look, you got two choices here. You can either say everything you, you don't agree with everything, or you can say I'm gonna let this run. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna see what this turns out to be. And I think that's the approach a lot of people have, have had is to say, hey, look, this seems like it was a good hire at the time. Let's see how this all goes. But there's nothing that has happened that makes us like overwhelmed op, op, with optimism. But I do think you and I both uh, uh, feel like they're heading in the right direction. Now we're going to see this defensive hire. Look, if they can hold people to under 30 a game, that would be an improvement. So um, I would – I don't know, though, that – is he working with better players this year than he did last year or did uh, Patrick Tony had last year? I mean, we'll see. Well, I, that's Ventr- thing. Ventrell very leaving is certainly hurts because he was your best player, and he is not there. Did you see the story about him today? On uh, yeah, God, that was amazing. That he had—I don't even know what it's called—but it was some kind of special bone surgery, and we all knew he was playing on a broken foot all year. But he looks great, and I hope he—I uh, hope he's great. I—I—I I, I, if there's—I don't know if I've ever wanted a. a player at Florida to be uh, make money in the NFL more than him. Yeah. Because the way he – Yeah, just the, the passion, played. the care, the want. I, I don't know if I've been around, other than probably Tebow, a more energetic person in the locker room that cared about yeah. his teammates more, that was outspoken, that tried to motivate people inside the locker room, said things to to try to say, hey, guys, this is my last year. I want to I want to go out the right way. I mean, he was He was by far the leader of that squad, no doubt. Let me tell you what, this is the way I'll always remember Ventrell Miller, and you and I have talked about this before, was when he chased down Hendon Hooker 45 yards down the field. Yeah. Uh, and easily you could have given up on that player. You could have jogged down to that play. He chased him down and tackled him. And it didn't mean that they weren't going to score eventually. Um, but that, and there was a good point somebody made to me the other day. He said, well, look, you love Ventral Miller. You thought how great he played this year, right? But you ripped Patrick Tony. Well, if Ventral Miller's on the defense, 
why couldn't he have covered up a lot of mistakes? Why, you know, so you say Patrick Tony, you can only be so complimentary of him because it still was uh, historically the worst defense Florida's ever had. Ventro Miller played in the worst defense Florida's ever had. There's That's a good point to make, but I, I watched the games and I saw the way he played yeah. and I saw the tackles he made and the way he would run people down. Yeah, there was always a care to it. There, there was yeah. a lot of people on that defense that didn't care, I'll tell you that much, that's but right. he certainly did. And, yeah, it was uh, tough to know that he's not going to be a part of this one, but it's also yep. uh, exciting to see who's going to get him because they're going to be getting a hell of a player. There's no they question. say second day, which yeah. would be fine. I'd I'd love it if he went yeah, cause sometime he's a smaller in the second guy. day. Yeah, and he's not fastest guy in the world. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even sure he's going to be a good NFL player. I hope he is. I, I would love it if he is. Um, yeah, and I, and I would think that he would be a little bit more wanted because, I mean, I think you could describe a lot of that with, with David Reese just from a few years ago. I mean, the guy had 100 tackles. He was yeah. always there and made the, the biggest plays when you needed to him, played with a passion. I mean, Ventrell's a little bit different and, and probably a little stronger than Reese was, maybe a little bit quick, quicker as well. So Yeah, I was going to say, let me ask you this. If if Ventrell Miller and David Reese in their prime at Florida mm-hmm. lined up and ran a 40-yard dash, who Yeah, Ventrell wins. Yeah, I think he does too. David Reese was a little bit slow, but played his butt off. He did. Again, I love David Reese. Yep. Um, not David Reese Jr. Right. Or the second or whatever he was. The other David Reese. The other David Reese, who I don't even know where he is anymore. No. He went somewhere. He transferred. He did. Might it be Arizona State, maybe? Everybody goes there. Why not? Everybody goes there because a lot of girls there. There is. Big yeah. party school. Ain't goals. going there to win games, that's for sure. Then again, <laughs> well, people could say that about Florida yeah, right they now. Could. Well, big uh, big party tonight here at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. We uh, are here, and we are excited to, uh, to do that. But the first hour, we will leave it up to uh, all of you because we'll start to get some interviews probably in the second hour. But – Obviously, we have to talk about what happened at the Condren Ballpark this weekend. Uh, the what? Gator Bash. Something happened over there? Really oh, got okay. going. I didn't, I didn't know there were games this weekend. So, Kate is uh, back in the studio. She is ready to go. Call her up, tell her hello, and uh, she'll put you through to us, and we'll have a lot of fun. You are listening to the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Fole. Gator Football is officially hiring Alabama's Austin Armstrong as its new defensive coordinator. Armstrong becomes the youngest coordinator among all Power 5 teams at just 29 years old. On the Lynx, Gator Men's Golf is competing in Day 2 of the Southern Highlands Collegiate in Las Vegas. Florida senior Yuxin Lin carded an 8-under par round of 64 yesterday to grab a share of the lead. Tomorrow in women's lacrosse, number 7 Florida will host Furman at noon. Gator baseball will return to the Diamond tomorrow in Jacksonville before Florida men's basketball faces Mike White's Georgia Bulldogs in Athens. Sophomore Jack Caglione earned SEC Co-Player of the Week honors today after the Tampa native went 10 for 21 at the plate with six home runs. At your Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Griffin Fulton. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh! All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. 
You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Our old cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. Hoop, there it is, with Steve Russell and ESPN's Mark Wise. Monday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. We are back here on the tailgate here at Steve Spurs Gridiron Grill, which is where I've already done my podcast today. Nice. And it was cool where Coach Spurrier was here, and we, we certainly pumped up the uh, event tonight, which is going to be unbelievable. We've already seen one legend come through, and uh, we'll see more as we go along. But uh, really cool event that uh, they started. Uh, actually, Mike Griffith from the uh, Football Riders Association was the one who wanted to put Coach Spurrier's name on the uh, award award for first-year coach. And I, it's a great idea. I mean, it is something to be a great first-year coach. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be a great second-year coach, as you know. But um, That's usually the opposite. Usually you stink your first year and the second year two's good. Yeah, first year you try to get guys to come back. That, that was what was amazing about the winner tonight, Sonny Dykes, is just the way – that team found ways to win mm. over and over and over again. You'd watch their game and go, well, yeah. this one's not going to. Trailed a lot. Next thing you know, they, hey, they, who, let me go back. I, I turned that game off, you know. It was that kind of year for them. 
as it was for a lot of basketball this weekend. I don't know if you – I'm sure you didn't watch because you don't watch anything, but Iowa-Michigan State. I saw the game. I was actually uh, at the golf course working and happened to be walking by the bar when it was coming down the end, so I paused and I watched the end. Yeah, it was so unbelievable. I did see that. It was uh, – I mean, they're they're down 13 with 130 to go mm-hmm. and win the game. I, yeah. Incredible. And I'm not a McCaffrey fan, so I was kind of rude for Michigan State to hold on, but – no, that was fun, and then certainly what you saw with uh, John Ruiz tweeting out FS who, and because they How were that go Miami was him? up like yeah. twenty or something, twenty five. Yeah, they were up twenty five with one fifteen to go, and lost. Yeah, on a on a was like a what would you say forty foot shot probably. Yeah, and you know you, you don't want to hype good up thing. FSU winning, but they suck. Miami was actually good, and then. I was happy FSU won yeah, for the I, first I time too. in my life. I was happy FSU won yes. a game in any sport. It was it was a good thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, what you got to see this weekend though, was really cool. And, again, I know people are going to say, well, you know, Cincinnati, they're pitching, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Batting practice, that would have been impressive. Yeah, and I, I think what made it special, and, and for those that or under a rock and you're just waking up. The Gators hit eight homers yesterday, which is a new school record. They had hit seven four previous times, but the last time they did it was the J.J. Schwartz four homer I was going to ask you if that was the case because they, they did mention on – because I was listening – I was playing at Ironwood. Okay. And I watched you the first half and then second half. I said, it's too nice a day. Let's get out in the golf course. And I'm out there and I'm listening to the game. I'm listening to Russell and Kurt Castaldo. And they did mention that it was against Stetson. I go, oh, I bet that was the JJ game. Yeah, and it's actually. Who else hit homers that night? I think Guthrie hit. Guthrie hit two. And I can't recall who, who had, had the seventh one. The, yeah, uh, I don't know. Either. Seventh one. So, but no, that was, that was certainly neat to see. And I think the best part about it was he was 0 for his first two, Caglione. Yeah. Rivera hit homers in his first two yeah. at bats. So if you would have said in the fifth inning, Caglione's going to out Homer Rivera, you know, you would have thought you're stupid. Well, so. I, I will say this: it's it's funny. You need to go back, and I know you don't listen to other announcers, but you need to go back and listen to Russell's broadcast of that because here's the pitch, and and he goes, "Oh my goodness!" I, I think and, I probably said the same thing. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm like. What is it, I, I'm thinking? There's a ball that was pitched way outside, and they're calling it a strike or yeah. something like that. And, and then he finally goes, "That ball will never come down" or something like that. And I'm like, and I I, I joke with you. I said, I think it landed on the green by where I was at Ironwood. Yeah, that's how far he hit it. Oh, it, it definitely landed over that practice right. turf facility that's out there that all the kids are playing on. So somebody got a really cool souvenir to uh, to have. But he just. We, we were talking about legends. You, you talked about him earlier. Like, he could easily turn into a legend here at Florida. Just what he has been able to do. He now leads the SEC in homers with six. And he hits well, that, seven last year. This is a question I asked uh, Robbie on the Yes, Nowhere, Maybe today on the podcast. Do you think he can get the uh, Laporta and Langford's record? Which is, you know, people are going to start pitching him differently. Yeah. And and he's hitting a lot of first pitches out, so I he's think also people hitting understand. Four, 14, too. But he hit seven homers in a hundred at bats last year against all SEC and postseason. Yeah, because he didn't play against. I remember, know. he didn't play I at know. the beginning of the year. Right. So if he gets to like fifteen or something before the SEC starts, then yeah, there, there's no question he can easily get to that number. 
No, he definitely could. I, I don't – I mean, but, again, they are going to pitch him differently. He's going to face better pitching. I don't sure. think he's faced great pitching, although I will say that it's not like guys are throwing it up there 89 miles an hour. I mean, there's a lot of these uh, – the guy – I think the guy yesterday was so, got up to 94, right? He did. And uh, But we've also seen him get – I don't want to say dominated, but there have been guys that have been able to pitch him well by yeah. mixing things up and then – having him chase late because he's just a free swinger, but he's so strong that it, it makes it tremendous with, with everything that he can do. He almost one-handed a ball out of the yard the other day. He he, he basically swung out, out on his front foot with his wrists, and the ball got to the edge of the warning track in left or right center field. So it's just pure strength. And then, of course, you know I, I think we all see now that he's throwing 97 from the left side on the mound. He's getting a lot of hype nationally. and Well – yeah, and that's what I, I said today. I said, look, I, I referred to him as uh, Wilkerson on steroids, but that's not fair to him to say that because then you think, wait, well, on steroids. No, but it's a bigger, stronger version of Brad Wilkerson. And a bigger, stronger version of Brian Johnson, who, yeah. who was really the last two-way guy for Sully that did it. So I was getting texts during the, during the game. Did Brian Johnson ever go 10 strikeouts and, and hit a homer in the same game? And I go, I don't think he ever got to 10. No. Yeah. I think nine was his high. I, I finally looked it up. But I, I knew that he didn't get to 10. I would have remembered that. But um, he could do that. He could have a 10-strikeout game with a homer. And and that is – I'm not saying you got to have a guy like that, but it certainly helps if you got a guy like that. Yeah, and, and the question would be, once he gets to the next level, obviously stays healthy and everything goes right, what do you make him or do you let him do what Shohei's doing? Because nobody else yeah. can really do that. I, I don't know. It's it's hard because it's not like you can say, okay, well, he's a really good hitter, which I think he is, but you're also talking about a lefty that's throwing 97 at 6'5". So it's uh, it's pretty tremendous on what he Well, that's the has. thing, Jeff, and you know – this way better than I do. Do you do you say, hey, we're going to go with his best thing, or we're going to do a Wilkie? You know, Wilkie was a closer his first year, and then he was a, a starter his last two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we? Are, I I've had people come up to me in the gym as I'm literally on the uh, elliptical saying they got to make Cali- Caglione their their. Uh, they usually mispronounce it, but um, the closer. And I'm like, well... He just doesn't throw enough strikes to yeah, be consistent. And I, now you have somebody like that in Neely who just throws strike one on everybody and very similar to Michael Byrne and what he was able to do. So it's it's pretty good. You know who else doesn't throw a lot of strikes? Who? Blake Purnell. Yeah, He's driving me nuts. That's been a little rough. He's driving me crazy. Oh, gosh. It, it's crazy. All right, we're going to take a break, and we've got uh, some special guests coming up. We'll uh, come right back and uh, get after it. Live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, you're listening to The Tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing, since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel any time. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We're ahead of an approaching cold front, and that means a continued mild and breezy evening is expected. We'll continue to see those winds gust at times upwards of 20 to 25 miles per hour through the evening and overnight with increasing clouds ahead of that cold front. That means temperatures by tomorrow morning will only fall into the middle 60s. Most areas remain dry, but can't rule out a stray sprinkle towards I-10. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. The Daniel Snyder. I didn't know that he had the authority to tell the NFL because you still have to be approved. If, if, if you're able to place a bid, is everybody cleared before they make a bid? That's what I'm curious about. Because you can make a bid, but Jeff Bezos can't. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back to the tailgate. Jeff Cardozo, Pat Dooley here with you live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It is uh, always 
an awesome time out here a couple of weeks ago. We get the uh, the street naming, Steve Spurrier Way, now out there. And Coach is in the room right now, and we're going to uh, talk to him in a minute. But we want to uh, talk to the uh, the man tonight that is uh, getting the uh, the honor of the first-year head coach because it was an incredible year for Sonny Dykes and TCU. And, you know, Coach, I know even uh, all the Gator fans and, you know, people around here are Obviously, we're rooting there when it was all said and done, judging by the opponent. But welcome, congratulations, and, and welcome to Gainesville. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate you guys having me. What a what a beautiful restaurant. I was just talking to Coach about it earlier. This uh, I'd heard he had a, a sports bar here, and I didn't realize it was such a high skill, <laughs> uh, yeah, high end restaurant. It's a beautiful place, and uh, excited about being here. No, it's unbelievable, and uh, you know I've been to his house, and he's got the same thing at his house. So he, he's going to move that up to Columbia, I think, eventually. <laughs> but uh, there's all kinds of and look, when you've had a career like this guy, you're going to get those kind of yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's just, the, the memorabilia is awesome. The uh, I can't. I, I took a look around for a second, brought my daughters with me, and so I get to take them take them through and educate them on on coach. And you know, I told you guys earlier, but we had a two, about a two hour plane ride here, and. You know, they asked me about Coach Spurrier, and it took me two hours to talk to, about everything he did in the profession. And I just said, you know, there's really nobody that's had a, a, a bigger impact, I don't think, on the game of football, really, than Coach Spurrier in a lot of ways. So pr- pretty honored to be here, and, you know, what a great place to be. And, and we were talking, too. It's, you know, as, as much as we've been around sports over the years, I was a baseball guy, but, you know, you, you play that, that first year, you're trying to get adjusted to a coach. You're trying to figure things out. You as a coach trying to figure out teammates. And normally that first year maybe doesn't go how you guys want it. And it's year two when you start to establish some of your stuff. How the heck did it work so well year one? You know, it's a good question, really. Um, we kind of caught lightning in a bottle, I think, in some ways. Um, you know, this is my fourth go-around as a head coach, four different places. And, you know, they've all been different. And year one, typically for us, has just been okay. You know, I, first year as a head coach was at La Tech. And went five and seven my first year. Took over a Cal program that we knew was going to be a rebuilding deal. Had 55 scholarship players, I think, our first year, and went 1-11 and at Cal, then five wins at SMU, and we were able to get it going pretty quickly. I think we won nine the second year at La Tech, uh, five at Cal, and then ended up winning, I think, nine our third year. But then at, at, at uh, SMU, we'd won 10 in year two. So our, our anticipation had been really to, you know, to come in, to implement the culture, to try to get the buy-in from the players, and and historically, year two had been good, but you know you got to give our, our players a ton of credit. They they came in really from day one with a great mindset and a great attitude. They were hungry. Uh, we had some tremendous leadership on the team. We obviously had a lot of good players, but the one thing that they did really from the very beginning is said, "Look, you know we just we want to win, um, and give us the give us the blueprint, what you think is the right way to do it." And and they did everything we asked really from day one. And sometimes that buy-in can take six months, sometimes yeah. really up to 18 months. And, yeah. you know, really it happened with our guys in, in about six weeks. And you got to give the players a ton of credit for that. Yeah, I mean, it's just – it was an incredible year. And we were all – I think we're all t- TCU fans. It, it no kind of became America's darling team because the way you guys would win. You go, eh, I can flip this game over. They're, they're way down. And then you go, TCU won? Let me go back and rewind that. <laughs> I mean, that, was, that had to be incredible too, just that part of it. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, most years you kind of go into the year and you have expectations, and we didn't really have any for, for this season. We felt like coming out of spring ball, you know, that we had some uh, we had some good players. We had good skill. Uh, we felt like we were pretty good up front on our offensive line, but we were in a serious bind uh, defensively, you know, just in terms of some personnel and some things we needed to, to adjust. And the great thing about college football now is you can go find guys. You know, we, we added – uh, five D linemen in the transfer portal. Uh, we really 
went through last spring football with five total scholarship players on our team. Uh, so we were obviously very concerned about that. We added five uh, over, the, over the course of the summer. Those guys came in and really made a big impact on our program and, and um, you know, really kind of helped us get going. And so that, that was important. We won a couple of games you know, early on. And, and really, uh, week four, we played Oklahoma. And Oklahoma was coming in and, and had, um, you know, had obviously had, had a lot of success against TCU through the years and played a great first half, got, it, got off to a big lead. And I remember walking in at halftime saying, hey, look, our team's going to have to get settled in at half. I mean, our guys are going to be celebrating, and, and I'm going to need to go talk to those players and make sure they, they're focused. I walked into a room, and those guys were sitting down, attentive, uh, focused, and talking about, hey, look, the first half doesn't matter. And I remember walking back to our assistant coaches, and you know, they were broken up offensively and defensively having meetings. And I remember telling those guys, you know what, this might be a, a pretty good football team. These guys are mature. And, uh, and, and so we took some confidence from that game and then figured out how to win games that we got behind. We were down 17 against Oklahoma State, rallied and beat those guys in overtime. Down 17 against Kansas State team too and mm-hmm. rallied and beat those guys. And so all of a sudden, you know, we started playing with confidence and, and that's probably as important as anything. And just, you know, when your players really believe in each other and believe they can get it done and, and just believe in, in what you're doing. And so. You know, we got through the season 12-0 and 0 and, and kind of went from there. So it was, a, it was a really, really fun team to coach. You know, we had to win a bunch of different ways. And uh, you got to credit our players for, again, being, um, you know, being tough-minded and figuring out ways to win when it didn't look good. We're talking. I, I just want to point out that I did vote for Max for first place. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> so. it. I felt like he was certainly, uh, you know, certainly uh, could have won it. You know, yeah. I think he finished second and, and really not that far behind. I think it was pretty close balloting but he man he had such a great year and you know just a, a tremendous story really everything he went through this year and everything he's gone through since he's been at TCU we're talking with Sonny Dykes who will uh, get the award tonight Steve Spurrier's first year coaches award we are at Spurrier's gridiron grill and the uh, coaches good in here Sonny and um obviously he was a great quarterback wins a Heisman um you know everything that let me ask uh, Sonny one more question real quick but just uh, about like that quarterback and, and Max because I mean, Coach, and, and you'll know this as well, I mean, he, he coached Danny Warfel and Doug Johnson and you know, Rex Grossman and, and all these great people, but there was just an it factor to him, and, and you could see it. And there was a one, even in that semifinal game, that he was going to will everybody to win. How important is that just to have that one guy that wants to win more than anybody else? Yeah, you know, I've been lucky. I, I've been around some good quarterbacks. I was an assistant at Kentucky back when, when uh, we played Coach Spurrier when he was at Florida. We had Tim Couch, yep. who went on to be the first pick of the draft. And you weren't put him in, in the option at that point. <laughs> no, that's you, right. That's you right. graduated from that. <laughs> yeah, he'd moved on from kind of what they were doing before. But, but had been around Tim, had, lucky, had been lucky enough to be around Jared Goff at Cal, mm-hmm. who went on to be the first pick of the draft. I coached Nick Foles, who was a Super Bowl MVP when he was at Arizona and had transferred over to our place. So I've been lucky to be around some good ones. Had a bunch of good ones when I was assistant at Texas Tech. But, you know, the one thing that, that Max had uh, in common with all those guys but probably even exceeded it was he just had a will to win and mm-hmm. a will to be successful. And, you know, he was one of those guys that just never, ever gave up. When things got tougher, he seemed to rise up. He, he really did. And, you know, we would be – we would get leads on people that, you know, the games that we played where we had big leads, Max might not play well under those circumstances. But whenever we got into tight situations – and he needed to make a play. He had an ability to understand the gravity of the situation, go out and make plays. And 
I really do believe it came from his confidence, just a belief in himself and a belief in his teammates. And, you know, and I think, again, you, you talk about Coach Spurrier, and that's the one thing that, that I've always learned from him and just seen it from him. You know, he had a swagger about him as a coach. I know he did as a player. Uh, and when you have that, it's, it, you have an ability to figure things out, and you, you're, going, you're going to will yourself to, to win in a lot of ways. And, and Max, Max had that quality, and, you know, it's pretty special when you can find a quarterback that's got it. Coach, it's pretty amazing that in year two of this, it's become this big of an event and mm-hmm. such a big deal. And I know that it's something that started uh, last year, and it, it's, it was really cool last year to see mm-hmm. Josh Heupel and, and Shane Beamer and, all, and those two guys. But uh, certainly mm-hmm. uh, Coach Dykes, what, it, what a legend mm-hmm. he is. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike Griffith. You know Mike at all? Yeah, yeah Mike uh, came to me about three years ago and said we have this – Coach of the Year, first year at school award. We don't have a coach's name on it. We want to put your name on it. And I said, well, that makes sense. I, I mean, I love it. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. And we're going to do it in Gainesville, have the event in Gainesville. So we're getting, uh, you know, national attention here in Gainesville, Florida, uh, here at the restaurant and so forth. And as you can see, we've got a big crowd coming in uh, right now and so forth. But uh, getting back to uh, Sonny's team, uh, TCU, Max Doug- Duggins, you know, he's like Tim Tebow and Danny Warfel. He, he's that leader that yeah. spreads it up to all the other guys. And, uh, and then back even when I was here, we had some defensive guys that were just like that also. You know, Lawrence Wright and all, it's all those linebackers that played here in those days. But, uh, yeah, when you get a group of guys that uh, really want it uh, and, and want it uh, for their school as well as their teammates and all that kind of stuff, you really got a chance to have a special year. And, uh, of course, Sonny uh, – they got all the way to the final game, and uh, Sonny, about 27 years ago, there was a team that got beat as bad as your team got beat. <laughs> it was us. It was us. We went, and I'm going to say that tonight, right as I introduce you, that uh, your game was we, over played, time too. <laughs> we, we played We played the big red team, just like you played the big red team. Uh, we played Nebraska. They ran the ball for 501 yards against the number one defense in the SEC. Yep. We, had, we had best defense in the conference. In fact, we didn't even have a close game, I don't think, the whole year. Yep. And then Nebraska like just clobbered Vanderbilt us. Vanderbilt was the one. Cl- it was no, the closest no, one. Vanderbilt was the next year. Yeah, yeah it was 96, yeah. Andy. I don't know if we had a close one no, in 95. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Nebraska clobbered us, and uh, we sort of regrouped and won the national championship the next year. So if history repeats itself, there you go. If history repeats itself, TCU will beat either Alabama or Georgia by about 35 points <laughs> next year. That'll be awesome. Um, and since we're talking about coaches, and you know, Coach, I, I know you're you're a part of so many great coaches and, and around them. Like, what what does it take to be a successful coach? You know, there's so many different things that you guys have to do. Um, obviously, great players and doing all that, but. You know, is, is there one or two things that you can go back and say, man, I, I, we, we did this well, or this is why a team did well because a coach did this? Oh, it's a combination of everything. Obviously, the coaches, we all try to coach our tails off every year. And, and uh, the talent uh, is sometimes a little different here and there. Yeah. Uh, but really, the leadership amongst the players, I think it's very important to have that big year. And then some years, it just ball bounces your way. Some years, it don't. Uh, our 98 team, Bobby Stoops is here as our uh, legacy coach, and his last year uh, here was uh, 98, and that 
that defense was as good as our national championship. In fact, they were statistically oh, yeah. a little better. Yeah. But uh, we lost at Tennessee and at FSU, and they played for the national championships. Yep. And, and, and that was the only two close games I think we basically had that year. But we finished uh, 98, we finished fifth in the nation, uh, yep. 10 and 2. Uh, could have been better, but it wasn't. You know, just one of those uh, being a victory. I think we'd play for the national championship that year. Yep. But uh, sometimes it just doesn't bounce your way, and then other times it does. Yeah, yeah. It certainly does. Coach Dykes, what what is it like for you to also to be coming into a job where there's a guy, the guy that was the previous coach has a statue out in front of the stadium? I don't know if I've ever seen that. Before. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's that is different. Yeah, it's it's different coming to work every day and seeing. <laughs> Seeing Coach Patterson out there, but certainly deserved. I mean, obviously, you know, the success Gary had there for uh, for 22 years as a head coach and, you know, just what he did for TCU football. It's funny, you know, I grew up in the state of Texas, and, and really for, for years TCU was an afterthought when it came to football. It just, you know, wasn't one of the brands you thought of. And, and um, you know, and Dennis Francione came in there and seemed to kind of get it on a roll, and then he moved on to Alabama, and, and Gary took over and, and never looked back. And, just continue to build a program. They played in a bunch of different leagues. Didn't really matter where they played. They had success. And then, you know, I think everybody said, well, they'll move in the Big 12 and, you know, and get their tail kicked. And they didn't. You know, Coach Patterson took them to the Big 12 and had a lot of success there as well and played, I think, for the Big 12 championship a couple of times when he was the head coach there. And, you know, and then I was fortunate enough to, to get the job. And, you know, I worked for Coach in, in 2017. I'd been fired at Cal in 2016 and uh, it was looking for work a little bit. And, and you know, I'm from Texas, uh, and my wife is from Wichita Falls, which is not too far far from Fort Worth. And we had young kids. I had a uh, a five month old, and and had two young daughters as well. And you know, we wanted to go someplace that we could stay close to family and be around some friends. And we'd been in California for four years, and Louisiana for three prior to that. So went there in '17, had a chance to watch him, and really, honestly, uh, learned a lot of football from him, but also learned. You know what a great place TCU was you know learned about the investment in the program learned about how good the facilities were learned about the leadership from the president to the athletic director the you know the community support the city of Fort Worth all the real positives that quite frankly I didn't really know too much about and uh, and so you know when when the, the job opened and um, and the, you know they reached out it was it was kind of a no-brainer for me it just felt like I got to stay in the DFW Metroplex I'd been at yeah. SMU for four years and got to continue to kind of recruit under the same model we were recruiting under and, and go someplace that really loved football. It was invested. So, you know, really fortunate to be there, but it is different, like I said, to work, come to work every day and you look out your window and <laughs> there was the guy preceding you. That's, it's, it's, been, it's been different for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to talk Jeff into going to the NCAA gymnastics championships because I've been there for the, in Fort Worth. Fort Worth is a great it town. is, yeah. It's one of the cleanest big towns I've ever been to. In my it is. Life. You know, it's funny. Fort Worth's the 12th biggest city in the U.S. Yeah. I don't think people realize no. that. And, and you're right there in the Metroplex. And so, it's to me, it's you get the best of both worlds. You get a, a chance to be in a big city and all the cool stuff that comes along with that. I mean, you know, we're 15 minutes to Arlington to watch the Cowboys play, 15 minutes to watch the Rangers play, 15 minutes to watch Coach Stoops' team play in the XFL. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they're just right down the road. And then, at the same time, you know, you're in a small town. You're in a town that's – um, that's a college town, and that's what I love about Fort Worth. It's a big city, but it's really yeah. it's a college town, and and the only uh, the only show in town is TCU, and so it's uh, it's a really you get the best of both worlds. Colonial is pretty close to the stadium too. It is, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. We live we live 
three blocks from uh, from the golf course and about two blocks from the football stadium. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we're ha- we're halfway halfway there. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about that. I know it big big city, but I, I've been there a couple of times baseball wise, and it just it does seem like a, just a fun little college town. So, what what was that run like for for the people around there in that community? Yeah, you know it's funny when you're when you're doing it, you don't really know honestly. You kind of um, you know you, you know how it is during football season. You, you get up, you drive to work when it's dark, oh, yeah. and, you, and you come home when sure. it's dark, and you don't really get out in the community much, and you don't have a chance to really talk to too many people. Um, but when the season ended, you know, we, and we had a – it was different. When The way the college football playoff now is a little bit strange. You know, we played in the Big 12 championship. We lost to Kansas State. Well, we didn't play again for three weeks. So we had a little bit of time. You know, we made we made the, the Final Four. We got to go to the Fiesta Bowl. You know, we, we drew Michigan, which, um, you know, we thought was actually going to be a pretty good matchup for us. And – and, uh, and then we had a little bit of a break. So at that time, it was the first time I could get out and, you know, went and ate dinner with my wife and saw some things. And, and man, the city was, was really incredibly supportive. I mean, I, I know there were yard signs everywhere and, you know, people had purple trees and, you know, there was banners everywhere. And, and so that part was pretty cool. And, you know, and they had, we had a great send-off, had thousands and thousands of people lined up to send us off when we went to, to Phoenix to play in the, in the game. And then same thing to go to L.A. to play in the national championship game. So you could kind of get a sense for the city at that point. And, and man, they had really jumped on and, and were incredibly supportive. And it was a fun year for sure. I saw a, a former Georgia Tech quarterback uh, from a couple of years ago was talking about Georgia's defense two years ago. And he was talking about how it makes the field small. Yeah. Is that what, what yeah, you Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, most teams really are, you know, you're kind of either big or you're fast. You know, and it's kind of one or the other, typically, and and these guys were both. You know, they they really were, and they they do a really good job scheme wise as well. And so, you know, there's not a you go into the game and you, you know, you just don't see a lot of missed tackles. Um, you know, normally balls that it, the same thing happened for us. You know, you hand the ball off and you, you block it up at the line of scrimmage and you feel like okay, here we go, and you you, you make two yards. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got somebody that gets off a block or somebody that chases it down from the backside or. Uh, you know, where somebody comes and makes a great open field tackle. They're just that kind of defense. They're, you know, they're fast, they're athletic, they're big, they're physical up front. Um, you know, there wasn't a ton of weaknesses, really. And, yeah. you know, and then the thing that, that they played incredibly well in our game, you know, they really did. I mean, I think that was, you know, you watched them play the week uh, against, uh, you know, Ohio State a couple of weeks before, and you say, well, you know, they have this weakness or that weakness or whatever, and, Turns out that that wasn't really the show case. No, nah, they really didn't. And I think I think <laughs> they, they probably, yeah, they probably <laughs> didn't play their best football against Ohio State. We were really probably lucky to win that game, but then you know they got in our game. They played outstanding, and we just had a hard time keeping up. Well, outstanding year for you, coach. Congratulations again. Welcome to Gainesville. Thank um, you. Yeah, excited uh, to be here. Yeah, awesome. Should be a, a really fun night. We'll let you go because the, the food here is even. Better than what you imagine. Oh, I bet. I so, bet it is. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. And Coach even gets back there and cooks sometimes, don't you, Coach? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but Jerry's cookies are phenomenal, so you gotta yeah. got to try one of those. All right, I'm, I will for sure. All right. That thanks, is hey, thanks for having me. Coach, thanks, thanks so much. Appreciate it. He will uh, get the uh, the honor tonight of the, uh, the First Year Coach of the Year Award presented by uh, Steve Spurrier. We'll take a break. Come back with more right after this. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matthew Rothman. The Florida Gators baseball team will take on the Jacksonville Dolphins on Tuesday to kick off a two-game series. 
First baseman Jack Caglione was named SEC Co-Player of the Week after going 10-for-21 in the past week. And Gators football head coach Billy Napier has named Austin Armstrong as the new defensive coordinator. Armstrong spent the last two seasons with Southern Mississippi in the same position. In Gators basketball, the men's basketball team will take on the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens on Tuesday. The women's team will play Kentucky in the SEC tournament in Greenville on Wednesday. The number 7 ranked Gators women's lacrosse team hosts Furman at noon on Tuesday. In the NBA, the Orlando Magic take on the Pelicans in New Orleans tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Rothman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down. So come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse, because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. Get ready for International Diamond Center's largest bridal event ever with a head-to-head matchup of the nation's two most acclaimed ring designers, Takori and Viraggio. It's next weekend, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. For the first time ever, IDC's flying in the entire collections from these iconic designers. All the newest creations with special cash incentives and long-term zero-interest financing. There has never been a better time to get the ring of your dreams. These are the best of the best in stunning handcrafted bridal jewelry. Takori from California with its signature crescent design. And Viraggio from New York with its distinctive, unique look unlike any other. Compare these spectacular rings side by side. And if you buy the ring and the matching band during this event, IDC will give you $1,500 towards your purchase. Plus, we're opening up the vault with thousands of GIA and Forevermark diamonds to choose from. And exceptional prices for this three-day buying opportunity. Don't miss the two most sought-after designers, Takori and Viraggio, coming together on the IDC stage for three incredible days. March 3rd through 5th. With special incentives and zero-interest financing. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. The big screen. Big screen. The atmospheric lighting. atmospheric lighting. The unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. Coming in March, the NCAA tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world.
on the WRUF radio app. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Would have been great if he was the first-year coach of the year, huh? That would have been cool. Didn't work out. Although I did, um, I was actually at an event that he was at this Saturday. So I want to give him a shout-out for baseball, dedicating his time. Not not Gymnastics? baseball, you would think. Oh, Gator Ball? Gator Ball. He, okay. um, he was the uh, speaker of honor, however you would call that, guest speaker. Not really a guest speaker, but... He just spoke. He spoke to the kids yeah. on uh, opening day, and it was really cool because there was there was like 400 kids out there, you know, ages five from yeah. rookie ball to about 12 or 13, and all these teams were out there. We were lying the Gator Ball field, and, and Napier came out and talked to everybody, and was uh, was was really nice. So uh, good for his time, and it's the the coolest part is just seeing this community, and even just seeing what the Gator Ball organization started with. There was like 50 kids the first year, and all the rec leagues and everything else and now there's almost 500 kids and so many people are out there and I think the best part about it is you know you get all these parents that you know get to, to be together and you've got boys that are gosh all those guys that Austin played gator ball with when he was little are still friends to this day so you, you start that camaraderie you start learning how to be a teammate and and start being a part of something special so it, it was a lot of fun getting to see uh, Napier out there doing that. So they went to, from 50 kids to 500 kids? Mm-hmm. Is Nick Cannon the commissioner? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was too easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is great. And I know that I know a lot of people that are involved in, in Gator Bowl and um, friends of of me of mine and their kids, obviously. And uh, By the way, I, we have not talked yet about your daughter getting to the University of Florida. Oh, yeah. Which I know was they did bring up on TV and they showed – Brookie, my little Brookie, Crazy. who was just a little girl when I started doing the radio show with you. I know. And yeah. now she's going to be a freshman at UF. Class of 27, wow. which is crazy. But, no, yeah, really, really cool moment uh, for her to to get in. I know there's uh, a lot of people out there that got that, that same opportunity. But um, It's the know. coolest. It is the coolest day. when you And, again, you see it from people on Twitter and stuff where they – their kid got in and, and they show yeah, it. the reaction. And I was one of them uh, <laughs> four, four years ago. Um, it is pretty amazing moment. Well, and, and I think because and, – and for me it was different because both my parents went here, and but we lived four hours away. Right. So it was like, man, I got to get to Florida. I love going – we come to homecoming every year. That's it. And go to Gator Grouse. So I, I love Gainesville. I wasn't really around it. So to me it was like this huge thing to, to be able to come and obviously play here and – be a part of that but for her i think for a long time she didn't want to go to florida because i had the same she grew it, yeah. up here and it's like man i just want to get away, get away and yeah. do all this and I, but i think over the last several months she realized how great this school is and and that's uh, what i think awesome. what florida is trying to do you don't want to leave here mm-hmm. because we're going to make this school so good and it's going to be a top five university and and that's what they've tried to do and obviously under uh president fox they, they were able to do that and got to be a one of the best universities, and I, I like I told Kelsey when she got in, I go, this is an amazing opportunity for you. Take advantage of it, and so far she is. Yeah, certainly so. So I'm excited. Not excited that she wants to, you know, probably get in a sorority and do all that because I know what the frat can't do anything are like, about it. Let me tell you what you can do. Imagine if she went to Washington State 
And so she's in Pullman, and she calls you and goes, Dad, <laughs> there's there's people drinking in this party, and I don't want to drink. Well, you're not going to drive out there and solve the problem, okay? Mm-hmm. You're not going to fly out there and solve the problem. No, I know. It is That is the, the advantage that you have. And I, I did it with both my daughters. And um, very proud of both of them for getting into the University of Florida. I would never have gotten in unless in JUCO you had to take you. If you graduated from a uh, state of Florida junior college, I think it may be the same rule, but I'm not sure. They had to take you no matter what your grades were. Okay. And so they did. And they were forced to take Interesting. Me. They were forced at gunpoint to take me. <laughs> but it uh, it worked out, certainly so. All right. Well, it was a, a big day for Gator Baseball. If you want to talk about uh, fun uh, over the weekend to see what they were able to do. Right now, they are in the top five in the country in both runs and hits. So the offense is really, really good. Obviously, the competition has yeah. been a little less. Than some, but you still got to do it. Nobody else oh, you do. team-wise has yeah. done that. And the – it was going into Sunday's game, so I, I have to do the math in my head. But there, they had you can smell you can smell the toast burning. Right yeah, now. but they had they had gone through fifty five offensive innings, and they had scored in thirty five of them, no. which is just nuts to think about. And they had only gone three and out eight times. Wow, well, they've been pretty impressive. And I and again, I know it's not the greatest pitching in the world, but. Again, it's not like guys throwing it up there underhanded, Jeff. I mean, it's – that guy, uh, the Friday – or the Sunday pitcher on um, – for uh, – who's the first team Cincinnati. Since, no, the oh, first team played. Charleston uh, Southern. Charleston Southern and the Friday guy, guy yesterday. Friday guy – or, I'm sorry, Sunday guy yesterday was pretty – he was pretty good early. He was throwing the ball good. He just – you know, a lot of – you can throw it 94, but if you throw it 94 and it's straight, guys like – Caglione and they'll start to figure it out. Rivera are going to figure it out. All right, we got to get a break. Top of the hour. We've got a whole nother hour live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. People are starting to show up, and it's going to be a, a fun night. I think we'll I'm underdressed. More guests and more <laughs> interviews for you in the second hour. You're listening to the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can't be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Got chronic joint pain but want to avoid steroids and surgery? Take some advice from pro football legend Emmett Smith. 
Call QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life with biologic therapies that get your body to repair and restore damaged tissue. These exciting new regenerative treatments from local medical professionals can help your body heal itself with lasting pain relief. Trust me, you want to avoid surgery if you can. Check out these biologic treatments to see what your options are. QC Kinetics, restorative, regenerative solutions with no downtime, no surgery, no drugs. I'm talking about joint pain we all can relate to in your knees, your shoulders, your hips, and your lower back. They'll get you feeling good again. Get relief now. What are you waiting on? Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooling. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. This is kind of like being on the red carpet, isn't it? We, we just look out the window out of our little fishbowl, and there are all kinds of celebrities walking by, and it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah, fun cool. night. If you're uh, just tuning in, you just clocked off of work, we are live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill today. Jeff Cardozo, Pat Dooley. It is the uh, Steve Spurrier First Year Coach Award tonight, sponsored by Chris Doring Mortgage and, of course, uh, Spurrier's Restaurant. But a, a really neat opportunity. We had Sonny Dykes on in the first hour. He is the one that is getting that award for being the best first-year coach in college football. Pretty much a, a no-brainer. You did kind of get why he's successful. Yeah. Just, just talking to him. like, And he's a reg- regular dude, but he knows what he's talking about. You, yep. could, you just got that sense about him. Yeah. No, you could see why uh, the players would probably want to play for yeah. him. Very infectious and certainly uh, – 
did a really nice job. We'll have some other guests here in the uh, the second hour, but if you want to call before that happens and talk about anything in the uh, the world of sports, you can. Kate is back in the studio, and we will uh, go out right now and talk to Byron, who wants to uh, chat about some uh, some Gator baseball. Hey, Byron, what's up? Hey, Jeff. Uh, real quick, man, shout out to Coach Spurrier. Uh, Pat, y'all help me out. I forget the San Diego coach. I think he, uh, oh, I'm about to always thought him, but he changed the NFL with his passing game. And, you know, I, I, I'm Coriel. biased, but uh, there he is. Thank yeah. you, Pat. Eric but, uh, Coriel. Coach, yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, Dan Coriel. Boy, what, yeah, but that's, yeah, not cutting you off, but uh, Coach Spurrier, you know, I always say he changed the SEC. Yeah, and and a lot of 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 college, you know, college football. The, the quarterback is the, the MVP now. So, guys, I, I call about uh, baseball though, man. Uh, Jack Cagle, man, Caglione yesterday. It was a great game, and and just to see those guys, man. And and I was talking about, uh, you know, Riviera, Josh too. But one of the things I didn't say they was they hit back to back of Jeff and. One thing I want to I, we, we were uh, to me the pitching right around the middle innings. I don't want to name no no guy because I don't really know the names. But we we I was worried about the pitching and the walking. And uh, the only thing I could I could you know think that we might be worried you know trouble with the pitching. So Jeff, you're a pitcher. Tell me you know how, how what what you think about the pitching staff and how we're gonna do after that. But. Great game, and I loved it. The, the, the go Gators, thanks, <laughs> Yeah, Byron, it was a lot of fun. I, I you know, I, the starters are going to be great. They'll, they'll be totally fine. No issues there. All three of them were really good again. I mean, Caglione got a little wild at, at points, which well, he I started think out a little wild. You'll too, see yeah. that throughout the year. He threw a lot of pitches in the first thing and walked some guys before he had to get taken out right before he uh, he came out. But for the most part, if you can get Sprout and Waldrop to throw six, if not seven. When they get stretched out, then I mean, you only got to fill a couple innings on the backside. And Neely's right. been tremendous here in the early going. So you got to like the the front end. You got to like the back end. There are a few hiccups, middle relief, but Ficarota's been pretty good so far. Purnell, who who you were talking about, Byron, hasn't been good so far, but he was a freshman All American last year. So you hope that he can do his thing and and be okay. But I think that's just going to be the, the one issue. You you have to get those middle relievers to be able to throw strikes. And there's a lot of them. So, I mean, Sully's got about seven or eight different guys yeah. that can do it. So, he'll eventually find the ones that are going to be able to pitch. And when they do, it'll be a, a really deep staff. And, and Pierce Coppola's not even back yet. So, if, if Pierce comes back, you can make him a midweek starter, maybe even the Sunday starter, and put Cags back uh, – you wanting to hit all weekend, and then maybe you make Cags like the midweek starter or something, just to to get him some work. You got a lot of options, and it's going to be fun for sure. Yeah, and I think that is the one thing is I've just seen too many guys get free passes. I mean, hit batters too, Jeff. You've seen yeah, that. that's been a big issue. Uh, I I don't you know uh, that's mind boggling, but um, this is the time of year when you figure it out, and and then obviously you got Miami coming up, and then. Um, but then it's two weeks. In two weeks from Friday is your fr- – or Thursday. It's a Thursday. I think it's a Thursday, Saturday, the first weekend, Alabama, of SEC play. I think it's Thursday, Saturday. I looked it up because I was wondering when you were going to be gone. Okay. That's my whole life is when is Jeff not going to be here. Sure. But Alabama's at home. Yeah, but it's still Thursday, Saturday. So it it would it will affect the, the show. show. Yeah. 
that it will. So, but yeah, I mean, you 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 want to go into conference play going, all right, here are the guys I can count on. Yeah. And then even if they falter, you've got other guys who are going to have an opportunity to step in. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Hopefully, be able to do that. You know, it'll it'll be they'll be fine. And Miami this weekend will be really good and should be a lot of fun. I know tickets even were going for way over face value for for that. So a lot Ooh. of people and the ballpark's been great. I mean, the weather is obviously awesome all yeah. weekend too. So. It's a lot of fun, and I get to go it's get a good my team to watch. Credential because I don't want to wait till Miami weekend. Yeah, it may not be there. And somebody may have somebody taken it. Swiped it. Yeah, yeah but it'll, it'll be fun. If it has your name on it, it probably does. I would hope so, but it may not. They could just grab it. But no, I, and I know a lot of people have uh, asked me and tweeted at me about just the some of the different things that are going on with the hitters, and of course, Langford's going to be Langford, Caglione's going to be Caglione, but. If you can get contributions now from the freshmen like you're doing in Cade Curling, yeah. I've seen a lot of freshmen over the years, but I don't know if I've seen one that just is as confident at the plate. And it's pretty special to watch. This kid is just terror. I mean, he should be a high school senior right now. He graduated early to come in and play. He went Gushu. He went Gushu. <laughs> um, and, and Fabian did that too. Judd he did. did. Gushu's the first guy I remember doing it. Yeah, though. he did. And yeah. Gushu actually made the big leagues last year. He Gushu. got up with the, uh, the remember, Cubs. Remember his first game? Didn't he? I know he hit a homer. I think he hit a grand slam in his first game. And you're like, yeah, oh, there was this a lot guy's of hype. This guy's going to be great. Yeah. But, no, he was good. He was good. He wasn't great. No. It's hard. He's in the major leagues. Not that many guys can say that. Yeah, he sniffed the uh, he sniffed the big leagues for sure. All right, let's get a break. We'll uh, come back. If you want to call, you can. 392-8255. You are listening to the Tailgate Live from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matthew Rothman. The Florida Gators baseball team will take on the Jacksonville Dolphins on Tuesday to kick off a two-game series. First baseman Jack Caglione was named SEC Co-Player of the Week after going 10-for-21 in the past week. In Gators football, head coach Billy Napier has named Austin Armstrong as the new defensive coordinator. Armstrong spent the last few seasons as a defensive coordinator for Southern Mississippi. In Gators basketball, the men's basketball team will take on the Georgia Bulldogs in Athens on Tuesday. The women's basketball team will play Kentucky in the SEC tournament in Greenville on Wednesday. The Florida women's lacrosse team hosts Furman at noon on Tuesday. In the NBA, the Orlando Magic traveled to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans tonight. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matthew Rothman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. 
No jobs too small, they do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. The calendar has turned, and it's time to start planning the annual carnival dressed up as a charity golf tournament known as the Bob Dooley Invitational. Leonardo's is proud to once again be a title sponsor of the funnest event in Gainesville. When you eat at Leonardo's, your money stays in town, and thanks to the support of the tailgate listeners, we're able to continue to make a positive impact in the community. Leonardo's Millhopper is Gainesville's iconic restaurant. Did you say funnest? Hey, just like our garlic butter, I was on a roll. (laughs) In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Moody Blues, huh? Yeah. That. It's my favorite Moody Blues song. Questions. Did you give him that what one? What can I add? Yeah. Let's go. We should have done that. At least we're on the same page there. Well, we're rarely on the same page, but we are on this one. We were on the same page in watching the Florida basketball team this weekend, which was to basically say, please get this over. I did see the final about eight or nine minutes of the game. It was, it was over by then. Yeah, it was definitely over by then. Yeah, I mean, look, for some reason, they cannot cover uh, Vanderbilt. But I will say this. I, I looked up the stack because I was curious. Um, in the last eight games, and this goes way before Castleton's injury, they've given up 82 points a game. Yeah. They had quit playing defense. And I, I, I think it may be fatigue because they've kind of compressed that lineup. Uh, even with, I mean, I'm talking about the with Castleton. Without Castleton, you get it. You should be giving up a lot of points because you got no presence in the inside. Mm-hmm. But without Castleton, they were already starting to show some fatigue because they were playing the same group of guys so many times. Um, and I think that uh, I don't blame them because you got guys you can trust and guys you can't trust. It's just, it's just like we were talking about with with baseball. There are guys you can trust being on the court, and there are guys you can't trust. Um, you know, it, like Trey Bonham didn't play at all in the game. I don't think he played a minute. Yeah, that's, that's been a little weird how it some of the rotations have, have been when guy gets significant minutes and all of a sudden no minutes at all. But and then all of a sudden Niles Lane has come out of nowhere. They've had to play him because yeah. they're down so many guys. But he's been really good when he's played. And you're like, why has he not been playing? Then he'll do something defensively and you go, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, he just doesn't cover anybody. But – 
They're really bad on defense right now. That's that's really the bugaboo. The bugaboo isn't that you lose the Castleton points and rebounds. It's that you can't stop anybody. And they were already in that mode. Yeah, but he was going to lead the SEC in block shots. So he was. now teams yeah. can do some stuff differently when they don't have to worry about that. So I think I think it's certainly a, a big loss both offensively and defensively. It is, but I'm just saying, Jeff, they were already in trouble defensively before he Yeah, they were out. starting they were, to get there. They were starting to fade and then it just got um it got multiplied. It's almost like you added you multiplied it times two as far as their defensive problems were gonna be. They were remember how good they were early in the year. Oh, yeah. And how good they were early in the SEC schedule. They were a great defensive team and that was what they kinda hung their hat on and now they're just it's like guys I I don't know. There's a lot of guys playing for themselves. I think of one particular that drives me nuts. I probably shouldn't say any names out, okay. out loud. Then don't. Reeves. <laughs> could be Reeves McBee for all you know. You don't know who it could be. Could be uh, the guy Antonio Reeves at Kentucky. Maybe that's who I'm talking Christopher. about. Christopher. Christopher Reeve. Reeve. I don't think he had a Reeves. Well, Christopher Reeve, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, could be Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Could be. I'm not saying who it is. I'm just saying that's the name. Yeah. It gives me a lot of trouble with his selfishness. It is uh, It is hard for sure. Uh, if you want to call, you can, 392-8255. We've got some uh, some other people that are starting to walk in, so we're going to uh, probably get some interviews on the, uh, the back half of the show. So if you want to sneak a uh, call or two in, you have that opportunity now. Kate is uh, back in the studio. She will take those calls for you, and we will uh, have it happen. There was a lot going on this weekend, and uh, and I it, I tell you what was funny, Jeff. I went to pick my – I do this uh, thing on the podcast about the uh, Gator of the weekend, and I was like, God, I got some options. Even though there was a lot of bad things that happened this weekend, Florida won the SEC in gymnastics, and, and gymnastics – I mean, SEC championships matter to me. I don't know. You know, I, they do matter to me. I mean, obviously, you want to go further. Uh, there was a judge that miraculously was able to escape with her life after after giving. Um, yeah, not getting the tens twice. I know they they both look like. Look, I do watch a lot of gymnastics. I'm not saying I know better than anybody else, but I do watch a lot, and I watch and I go, that ah, that's a ten, that's a ten. Nah, well, one judge said yes, and the other one said. I think I saw her sweat at one point, so I'm not going to give her one. I w- it would have been great for her to go out with a 10 in her last Yeah, and you eight. would think that knowing that it was over and it didn't matter that much, like, to she, She's had plenty to of opportunities. Do that. She's got – they're going to Oklahoma next week, and then they got a tri-meet um, in Texas, and then they got the SECs, and then they got the Nationals, Regionals. So there's a lot of meets still to come, but uh, I tell you what, I, I – there are not many things I enjoy more than watching her do the floor exercise. It is just yeah, poetry. Yeah, it's, it's amazing yeah. you know, how smooth it is. I, I think huh. it's a great way to put it. And we, we talk about so many different athletes all the time, and, of course, it can be a lot of football, baseball, and basketball. But for anyone that has gone to at least one gymnastics meet to see Trinity Thomas, you might be watching the best – to ever do it yeah there's at an the argument. university of florida how Th- great of an athlete she is there is a bridget sloan argument there and that's the only one i would consider to be on the level bridget sloan was great 
I think Trinity is more athletic and more smooth, but it doesn't mean she's better. No. But and 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 Bridget, I think, won all won three national championships, and that's the thing I think Trinity need, wants to get. But look, if you're going to argue between those two, uh, whatever you decide, it's kind of like arguing Paul or or John. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, either way, I'm, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point you're making there. But uh, same way with with those two. So. Your boy's out there posing for pictures. Who's that? Oh, Tommy Townsend. Well, he did win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. We'll try to get uh, Tommy in here to to talk about that Super Bowl victory, playing with Patrick Mahomes. Got to be a, a lot of fun. Although, I mean, kind of make his job easy. He I, he doesn't have to punt a lot. I got to ask him if we do get him in here if he's take the punt at at uh, Kansas City. I know he did. He did it a couple times. Yeah, I, th- I think he has. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. So. That was a good – I mean, obviously what baseball did was good. Uh, what gymnastics did was good. Uh, women, Men's and women's track finished second, which, you you know, you've gotten to – in the SEC, so you've gotten to a point where you expect them to win everything. But there are other good teams, especially Arkansas every year. But it's still not bad. Um, the women's basketball team has won two in a row. I know that, Jeff, you cannot – Fathom contain that. yourself with that. No, it's exciting. Head, I mean, you got to get hot at some point. Get yeah, you, hot towards the tail end of the season. Make it work. They play Kentucky uh, Wednesday, uh, but they play them early enough that we'll still be on the air. So, um, yeah. that'll be interesting. And then, um, you know, what else happened this week? I'm trying to think of other Gator sports that happened this weekend. Um, oh, softball laid a giant egg out there. That was the thing that stunned me. Was Got no it, hit? They were just not good. And I, I know that there was weather issues. There were weather issues, I should say. Um, rain, cold. and my, I talked to my daughter last night. Yeah, she saw snow. She lives in Santa Monica. You didn't, she didn't expect to see that, ever see that in her life. And hail the day before. So, um, yeah, so that uh, maybe it affected them. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not worried about what you do in that this time of year. It's still eleven and three. It's not the end of the world. Can you wave at him, please? Who? There you go. I was trying to uh, concentrate on a show we're trying to do. I don't know if you're aware that we're actually yeah, on the air. Yeah, and I'm live. talking about I can multitask and wave at people because you weren't talking. I was talking and trying to look at you. Which oh, was is two hard things, right there. <laughs> two difficult things, talking and looking at you so you haven't seen waldrop in person yet have you not in person just i am going to get the out telly. there I'm, my goal is to get out there this weekend um i uh yeah watch them on on the i've watched every game on the, the television even games that are um you know not you wouldn't think would be a big deal but i still wanted to uh to watch them i mean i'm 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 excited about this team and excited about watching uh, the way they're playing and the level that they're playing at. It's really been impressive so far. And um, I know Gator fans are sitting here going, well, maybe we'll get at something at least. So you're good at gymnastics. You may be good at baseball. Probably good at – you're good at swimming. You won the SEC in swimming. So And first time that men and women have won together yeah. since like the 70s. So now you've got already got two SEC championships under your belt this year so it's not like the most but we all know if football stinks and basketball stinks gator fans are gonna go 
But uh, I but I think people are really getting behind baseball and they softball. Are. Yeah. Which has been good. I mean, crowds of almost six thousand every single game so far, and it hasn't even been a big time opponent yet. So you got a, a really good opportunity no, there to come out and see somebody really good. And obviously, what they did with the the eight home runs. Yeah. The offense is great, and you know, makes you want to go watch them play. Especially. Well, and and think about where they are right now. So they've got a hundred and two hits, and that is second in the country. Slugging percentage, they're third in the country. Doubles, they're tied for third in the country. Fifth in batting average, fifth in runs, fifth in home runs. So a lot of great stuff there on uh, what this Gator baseball team. And by the way, four SEC titles so far to uh, get in uh, in what the uh, the Gators are doing. So that is uh, that has been really, really awesome to, uh, to see all the success and uh, what these guys are having. So that is uh, certainly a lot of fun, and we will have – some more fun right now as we uh, we welcome in a guy that's going to be uh, having some some hardware here uh, pretty shortly. Hey Judd, what's up, buddy? <laughs> not, it's not that's, Judd. That's bad. Though. That's bad for radio. But we um, we uh, we we've got. <laughs> what, what, what's no, the matter some, with you? Somebody was texting me something funny. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> we have got a, a Super Bowl champ. In here and right a, now. And a Groza Award and winner. And a Groza Award so winner. So two, that, that was the other Judd. That's right. It's the first time that Judd's been ever put on the uh, the, the back step here to, uh, to <laughs> communicate with people. Um, this guy doesn't even have to work hard because he's got Patrick Mahomes as quarterback, so he never even strolls out on the field except for to, to hold field goals. But, Tommy, it's uh, Tommy Townsend. Awesome to, uh, to see you. We were all rooting from afar. Always uh, great having you back in Gainesville. Welcome. Of course, it's always nice to be back. You know, just coming back home. Uh, this is a great event. I, you know, I couldn't miss it, so uh, so I had to come. But uh, excited to uh, excited to be here and uh, yeah, celebrate with everyone a little bit. <laughs> any any more nerves in a Super Bowl for you? Uh, yeah, there's always a little bit more nerves. Um, but you know, the second time around, it's you know, it's definitely yeah. something. I feel like you know, I got one under my belt and definitely feel felt a little bit more relaxed going into it. Um, and just didn't put too much pressure on myself. You know, just the big thing I wanted to do was just enjoy the week and go out and have fun and just really take in the whole Super Bowl experience because, yeah, my first year, uh, the during the COVID year, we, we didn't have, like, a full week at the Super Bowl festivities, none of the media stuff, and we flew in the day before the game. And, um, you know, this year we, we were able to, you know, kind of enjoy the uh, the whole process of the Super Bowl, and uh, it was awesome. You didn't pull an Evan McPherson and go out and watch Rihanna at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Trust me, I, I would have loved to, but, uh, but, yeah, Coach Reed told us if we walked out for the uh, to see Rihanna during the halftime show just to keep on walking that we weren't going to see the field the rest of the game. So uh, definitely a little hesitant to uh, to go out there, but um, – but yeah, that, that's something that we were joking about in the locker room. You know, at halftime, the kickers go out early to warm up sure. a little bit, and we're like, you know, what? should we wait a few extra minutes? Should we <laughs> go out? But um, but yeah, it worked out great. But uh, yeah. Wait, and you, you use the uh, the word fun in, in leading up to that week, and I know it's obviously and and you, you did it before. But what is that like? I mean, we all growing up playing every sport that we do just want to always get to that that top moment or be a part yeah. of something like that so now to get to do it a couple of times got to be pretty special yeah it's really crazy I mean I was uh, I was telling someone just the other day uh about how you know Carlos Dunlap he's played for I think 13 yeah. years in the NFL has had an amazing career and this year with the Chiefs was the first year he's won a playoff game yeah so you know, it's just it's it's crazy how the NFL works, and I've just I've been so fortunate, and so blessed to just be on such a you know an amazing team with such star power, and um, and to yeah go to two Super Bowls in my three years in the NFL is 
it's unheard of. It's crazy. Well, yeah. and you got to have a, another Gator there. Kadarius Tony comes in, and oh, obviously yeah. was a big part of things. And gosh, everybody that got to watch him here knew that he could break ankles and do all these crazy things. But yeah. I guess when when some of those guys saw him, like when Patrick saw him for the first time, you know, maybe what are some of the things that they're saying about this guy? So I was I was hyping up KT as soon as <laughs> I heard he was coming in. I um I was immediately telling people like. He's about to be a household name. He's about to be a household name just because, like, y'all know KT and what he's capable of. And um, and just for him to come into an offense like this, you know, with guys like Pat that can get the ball in his hand, you know, in any scenario, um, it's just uh, – I was just – I was so fired up. And I was just, of course, telling everybody about, you know, what's to come with KT. And uh, he obviously had two huge plays in the Super Bowl that really stole momentum for us. So, yeah. uh yeah, it was big time. I thought the punt return was the play of the game, to be honest with you. Um, my, in fact, my daughter was really upset that he wasn't the MVP. I said, it's going to the quarterback. Don't worry <laughs> about it. It's going to the quarterback. But it, it must, it's got to be really cool to be playing with, with Mahomes and everything. And on the other hand, you've got to hear the tomahawk chop. That's, <laughs> that's got to get old for you. I mean, it, it, being a Gator, I mean, that, that can't sit well. So I will say, so I, my high school I went to, we were the Boone Braves, and we had the tomahawk oh, chop, yeah. and I wouldn't even flirt with, uh, with doing the tomahawk chop, <laughs> chop in high school, and um, of course, especially not in college. But, uh, shoot, I'd be lying if I said I didn't throw one or two in there <laughs> yeah, this season. It, it, gets, it gets pretty crazy in Arrowhead. It gets pretty, pretty crazy in Arrowhead. It's kind of like a college stadium. In a, in a lot it of really ways. is. Yeah. I, I say all the time it's the closest thing to uh, college football in an SEC environment as you get. I mean, those games get those games just get rocking, and uh, it's just it's a really special environment. We're talking with Tommy Townsend here, Super Bowl champ with the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and I mean, obviously you, you had some big kicks too in, in that thing, and uh, you know, even leading up to it, um, I, we we talk a lot about pressure and different things, but you're just going out and doing your job, right? Like you just get it. You've done it so many times. Just I mean, Judd's even talked about it over the years. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you practice it all the time, so just go do it. But do you, do you allow? The, the game, the moment to affect you, or is it just about going and doing your thing? So th so that's actually one thing I've been really focusing on this past year because I, I always enjoy watching the games. And, you know, with the team that we have and the guys we have on our team, it's it's hard not to watch the game. Um, but uh, but f football is a very emotional game, and I've, I've noticed that um, in some games I'll get really wrapped up in the highs of uh, high points in the game and really wrapped up in low points if we lose momentum or have a bad play. And I noticed that that affects my mentality. So, um, and obviously I want to be very level-headed. I want to be focused on what I have to do in my job, um, conditions. I have to be focused on a lot of different things. So I think it's a bit of a, a little bit of a distraction if I'm overly focused on, you know, the game and not what I have to do to be, you know, to be successful and make the most of the next opportunity that I have. Now, when you saw that it was leading up to like, all right, we're, we're going to have a <laughs> kick to win this thing. Like, is, is anything going through your mind? Um, so another big thing Don't I've been drop the hole. <laughs> <laughs> another big thing I've been like focusing on is uh, uh, you know just react. A big thing in my position is very reactionary, um, especially for field goals. They ha it happens so fast. I give the set call and the ball snapped, and for me it's catch and put down. And um, Judd, as you know, it's just it's a fraction of a second. So uh, so I was just going out there. I was just thinking, just just react, just react, just react, and yeah, that's about it. So how long after the game did somebody first say, hey, can we win it again next year? Because I, I, I know Norm Sloan told me one time that as he walked off the court after they won the national title, somebody ran up to him and goes, can we do it again next year, Coach? <laughs> Have you gotten that yet? There's, de there's definitely been a little <laughs> bit of it. And, um, and that's, a, that's actually something I said to, uh, to Jason Kelsey right after the game. Um, I, just, you know, I just went up to him and I was like, you know, hell of a season, man. Uh, 
hope to see you back here next year. You know, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. so uh, this is a great matchup. Um, sure. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely in the back of people's heads already. And uh, I know Pat's back to work in Dallas already. I saw him doing some stuff with his trainer, so he's already uh, he's getting back to it. So um, but that's definitely the goal. You know, you want to. That's one of the things you want to do. You want to run it back after you win one. You want to win two. So yeah, because those things don't happen by accident. Patrick Mahomes didn't become the player he was because he goes to Cabo for six months you know, <laughs> after, after the season. Right. I mean, right away you got a story. And that, uh, I saw where J.J. Watt said that one reason he retired, he didn't want to do the work to lead up to the preseason, you know, mm-hmm. even even that. And he had gotten to a point where he was ready to give that up. Right, yeah. And, I mean, I, f- I feel like you definitely see that a lot. Um, one, one of the toughest things is obviously the grind of the season because everybody wants to play for the playoffs and everyone wants to make the playoffs. And uh, and yeah, I know a lot of guys that aren't too fond of the uh, the preseason stuff, but I like it. I like the preseason. Get in there, get the get the nerves out, get get the dust off, and um, just get rolling with it. But yeah, since you guys were talking about the the tomahawk job, it made me think about it because you know I, when when you go play in in my case it was summer ball or even at the minor league level, you you, you have a teammate that you know maybe went to Florida State or, or somebody yeah. else. Like, is there a lot of trash talking between like you know, <laughs> colleges when it's done? Like, are you guys? on Saturdays before the game on Sunday being like, all right, my team's going to whip up on your team? Or is that or a lot of camaraderie going on? Oh, absolutely, yeah. There, there's a lot of trash talk. There's a lot of side bets. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this year I had to uh, <laughs> I had to wear a Florida State shirt oh, no. uh, for the next day after the game. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, there's, there, there's a lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of great back and forth. And uh, I think that's one of the best parts about the locker room is because you know, like we we each have our own team, and like we're all we're all sold on that team. So uh, it's fun to go back and forth, and yeah, have a little bit of trash talk with uh, with our teammates about you know what our former colleges are about to do. But yeah. then you can just kind of dismiss it, turn it off, and say, I got I got to go play. You know, I got, <laughs> sure, there is something going on here. You know, that's 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 very important. But mm-hmm. I mean, wh- why do you think that you've had so much success? I mean, we all knew how good a player you were here in Florida, but why do you think it's it's been able to translate to the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a big thing for me was, um, especially going into this season, I obviously wanted to have a complete year. I started off really well my rookie year, and then kind of didn't have the didn't finish too great. And then last year started off a little slow, and then had a great end to the season. So, uh, so this year I just wanted to have a complete season, and uh, and the thing to do that is, and it started halfway through last year is. I just really needed to work on my mentality going into going into games. I wanted to be in a more relaxed mindset. I've always um, I've always had a very aggressive mindset. You know, growing up being a position player in high school, playing corner and safety, I was always a very aggressive player. So um, it's just kind of a switch in the mindset to uh, just trying to be very relaxed and um, and level headed and uh, and yeah, focused on what I need to do. Yeah, have you run any fake punts at Kansas City? Because I know you, you you were really good at it here. Yeah, so we uh, we we we've had uh, we've had one just about every every one of my years. My rookie year, I had a, a throwing fake, and then uh, and then last year we had another throwing fake, and then uh, this year we had a, a field goal fake, but uh, didn't uh, didn't go too well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and since we got Judd in here, you, you guys were talking about the uh, just the the hold and how quick that is, and just it's a split second. Mm-hmm. W- what is that? Is it so important for the center to hike it back perfectly so you get in the right spot, or you just have you done it enough to know now? You know, because we've all watched Ace Ventura laces out, you know, all that <laughs> stuff, and everybody freaks out. But yeah, when like, do you just know at this point where you just put it down? And you know how to twirl it? Yeah, I mean, we work so much with our snapper and the on the operation. We know we know where the like if there's gonna be a miss with the laces or the location. I know where it's gonna be. 
Um, what makes it tricky is if there is a snap that like I you know that we, I don't know James' tendency for like that day or for like that that time period that he's snapping. Um, so for example, typically like I use it as like a reference as like a clock, and if sure. I get perfect laces right straight up and down laces, I call that twelve o'clock. And most of the time, James will snap, hit me the ball between 12 and 3 o'clock. Um, but it's if I get a ball on, like, say, like, 7 or 8 that, uh, that like, I catch it and, like, I can't feel the laces, that's the most difficult thing is, yeah, if I ca- catch it and can't feel the and laces. you rotate it the same way every time? Or uh, could you rotate it backwards if you needed to? It depends. So if I catch the ball at 6 o'clock, which is laces straight back, then I'll pull the ball around. I'll pull the, I'll pull the laces around to the left. But if I catch the ball, like, five or six like kind of yeah five or six then i'll spin the ball inside out yeah it's, it's so fascinating just how quick that has oh, to I work know. absolutely so, so we i was just talking to tommy i was at the orlando um guardians game yeah. yesterday a friend of mine is the president of the league so we went down there and um johnny is is punting for yeah. for for the guardians and by the way this is chud davis yeah, yeah my so, voice yeah so America <laughs> knows. All, all the ladies all, know all kickers uh, sound the same right you can tell <laughs> uh but their center like and i was talking to their their uh, field goal kicker uh Borigalis, who, who played for yeah, for yeah. yeah and um well he also kicked the field goal to beat them it was one of the happiest nights that's right he showed me um his <laughs> his grows he's got a big grows a tat on his ankle does he really and my daughter says dad if you don't get that i'm, I'm not talking to you again you, you got one on the butt cheek don't you? <laughs> i got a, a, a lower back a yeah. big, a big <laughs> no no <laughs> but anyway he was talking about their center is not just you know a specialist I and mean, he's kind of a tight end you were saying that's learning this and 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 johnny what he got nailed Yesterday in the game, he got bl- one of them got blocked, and he got nailed again. So you're talking about how good these guys in the league, the, yeah. the velocity, and then the rotation of the ball. You get when you're catching it, you don't have to worry about laces. I mean, these guys are so good, you catch it, boom, laces are out. So, there. so they're kind of struggling with that right now. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's always been so fascinating to me just to know how easy it is. And obviously, these guys now are kicking it 65 yards like it's nothing. It's, it's the, just the legs, the legs today are just it's ridiculous. Yeah. So. so it is uh, good. Well, it's. Um, Are you saying better than you? No. <laughs> He's just a little older now. He can hit the ball further than they can. Golf wise. Yes. See, I, li- I like to give a lot of credit to the guys that came before us because, you know, you always want to be better than the guy that came before. So right. obviously, the, the competition in putting and kicking the past few years has really blown up. And, um, and yeah, that's the thing. You just you want to you want to try and work as hard as you can to be. As good as some of these legends, you know, like a guy I've always looked up to, Thomas Morstead. Um, you know, I've I've always wanted to, you know, compete with him and you know be on his on his level. So, it's uh, yeah, yeah. And Florida's got a, a good punter now, obviously, and and Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, that's that's oh, yeah. been a big thing too, right? This the, this new age of a bunch of Australian. If you ever decide, like, yeah. if they ever cut you, you can always just start talking with an Australian accent. They'll resign. You, so. <laughs> they'll resign. <you. laughs> Might be able to uh, sneak back in for a few more years of college too. Um, <laughs> and Pro Bowl this year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Bowl, uh, you, you didn't get to go because there's there's a game going on. But right. um, yeah, congrats on that. Just, Thank uh, you so you much. Know, I, I don't think you missed anything, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's so it, it's kind of funny. People were asking me about it, and uh, and growing up and going through college and the NFL and stuff, I've always like looked forward to playing in the Pro Bowl game. But now it's the Pro Bowl games, so it's uh, so it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different, but uh, but nonetheless, still you know just an incredible honor. Yeah, to have have yeah. that honor. Yeah, is pretty a, impressive. It's pretty special. Well, mm-hmm. um, I, I know you're you're a great Gator. You're still following from afar. You, you mentioned, um, you know, I 
Have you gotten to meet Coach Napier and see some of the things that they're they're doing back there and, and the work getting after it? Yeah, I was able to meet him uh, a little bit last year. Me and Johnny were up here and uh, we came to a spring practice, so we got to uh, chat with him for a little bit after uh, after that practice. But uh, but I'm fired up. I'm I'm excited for this year. I'm excited for yeah, Coach Napier to have a you know a a full uh, full year in full recruiting class, all that stuff. Get his uh, get his thing going. So I'm excited for that and. Uh, I also haven't made it made it over to see the new facilities yet, but I, I heard those say, are yeah. drop dead gorgeous. I heard it's heard it's really something special. It's a little different than when you were here in school, which <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, you know. But it's it's yeah. You don't have to walk across the street anymore yeah. to practice. So <laughs> that, that is the uh, that's the that's the that's the biggest thing. Well, Tommy, great uh, seeing you. Uh, go have some fun. The food here is awesome. It's good seeing you. I know you, you know too, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Judd, thank you for. Uh, Thanks, guys, for bringing for bringing me in too. Just I can just hang out with Tommy. Appreciate that. Hey, one question. Know. What uh, did you shoot the last time you played golf? Well, uh, let's see. I don't know. I, pl- I played golf with Coach Spurrier okay. over in St. Augustine a couple weeks ago and actually shot 69 over there. Look at you. And, um, yeah, actually won a couple, Where was cu- that couple bucks. Where was that game with bu- me when we had a scramble? Where was that? Oh, oh, that was yeah. Pat that, drew, drew you down. It's like yeah, you it's, know, you it's played, who I'm playing with. Yes. They have to. Yeah, I played terrible that you day. Raised the competition. I actually played okay. <laughs> Tommy, you play right? You yeah. play? Yeah, I, I play every now and again. I uh, yeah, just so you don't have to hold Um, yeah, I try and get a couple rounds in, but uh, you know, with the weather in Kansas City, I haven't played since September. Different. So uh, yeah. I played on I played on Tuesday or Wednesday and got 36 in. So. Uh, uh, Wednesday or whatever it was that next day, back was a little bit sore. But <laughs> now, are you still living there in the off season? Or you come back to Florida? So Orlando is my home base. Okay. Yeah, born and raised there. My parents are there, so uh, that's kind of my home base. But uh, but I've been in Nashville for the off season, okay. so uh, that's a really good spot. They got you know awesome facilities there. A lot of NFL guys train out of yeah, there. So okay. um, so yeah, super exciting. But yeah. on the topic of uh, of golf, my good buddy Sam Horsfield playing on the Live Tour. Yeah. I was talking to him the other day and. Uh, he uh he asked me if I'd be interested in playing in one of the Live Golf Pro Ams. So uh so I'm gonna see if uh, I'm gonna try and sharpen up the game. So uh, so hopefully I don't embarrass yeah, you, Sammy. Yeah, they are. They're, they're coming uh, to Orlando too. It's so. not just that you don't you want to sharpen your game. You don't want to kill anybody because <laughs> they, people don't know that it's some amateur playing and then choo, shank right into their noggin. Yeah, yeah, they might. You can be, you can retire on the money they're going to give you to come. To I would do it for free, but hey, we'll see. We'll see. But no, I think uh, you know it's it's cool because you know, I think from Gainesville here, there's a lot of people that uh, all of a sudden like Kansas City because you're out yeah, there. I'm Bra- one of, Brady Singer's yeah. out there with uh, with the with the Royals tearing it up. And right. He's one of my favorites uh, to ever do it. So and you were as well, man. So appreciate Thank you stopping you so by. Much. Go enjoy the time, and uh, we'll get out of here. You know it. Thanks, guys. All right. That is Tommy Thanks, Townsend. Tommy. We'll take a break. Come back with more Thanks, right after Joe. this. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 124-9384. 
Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold, hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We're ahead of an approaching cold front, and that means a continued mild and breezy evening is expected. We'll continue to see those winds gust at times upwards of 20 to 25 miles per hour through the evening and overnight with increasing clouds ahead of that cold front. That means temperatures by tomorrow morning will only fall into the middle 60s. Most areas remain dry, but can't roll out a stray sprinkle towards I-10. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. The key part for Lamar and his camp is that the Ravens understand he's made money. If he passes up the opportunity to make more money this year because he decides he's going to sit, not that big of a deal. The best thing for them to do, though, is try to figure out how to get a deal done, man. I understand you don't want to spend $230 million, whatever the case is, but get close enough to that guaranteed money, and then we can go from there. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Easiest decision since, and then they show Slash playing the guitar. Oh, yes. Liberty? Is it progressive? Liberty? No. I don't know. One of those two. I never know what any commercials are. I know there's an emu involved in one of them. <laughs> that is the uh, the Liberty, Liberty, Liberty one. No. Is it? Yeah. Okay. The yellow. I don't know. With the yellow. I g- I'm good with my insurance. USAA. USAA. 
All right, well, we only have a, a few minutes left, so we'll take a, a few calls. Coach uh, Bob Stoops has uh, arrived, and he's talking to Doring, and they're all mingling, so we probably won't be able to get him in here before the, uh, the show is over. So let's uh, get some calls as we uh, talk to John next here on the tailgate. Hey, John, what's yeah. up? Welcome. Hey, good evening, guys. Um, yeah, great interview you guys had with Tommy, and that, that was pretty cool. Uh, I enjoyed listening to that. Um, yeah, thanks. It was yeah. cool, we, and we had we had Sonny Dykes in the first hour, who's the uh, the hero of the night. So it's uh, it's been fun. It's a good time here for yeah, sure. Absolutely, that's cool. Hey, uh, great weekend baseball. Um, I'd say that Florida learned a lot from their softball team. What they need to do coming back from California, but um, you know, it's like offensively, Florida. You know, they needed almost all of that explosion yesterday to hang on to win the game. I mean, they win by five runs or so forth, but. Is this kind of like a little bit of concern, like mid mid relief for Florida going oh, right now, Jeff? I, I think it is, Jeff. I mean, it, it's a concern, but I think they'll figure it out. They just got to find the right guys to put in there. I mean, I think they feel like they know who their closer is now. I right. think Slater is probably their setup guy. Would you agree with that? Yeah, Slater and Ficarota are the two yeah. that I think you can rely on, at least out of everybody you've seen. But, but it's guys, five through seven that yeah. you get a little concerned about. But then the starters should go further than that, so I think this should be fine. But, yeah, I think that's just – it's just the inability to throw strikes in the early going, John, and, and that's not going to happen too often. I think Sully will get them straight. They'll get it figured out, and – you know, you'll have a good five, six guys plus the starters plus Neely to be able to uh, do it, and that's all you need. The the starters will go so far in the game, you only got to figure out about six or seven innings the rest of the weekend if everything goes the way it's supposed to. I got you. Well, I was thinking this, you know, the other day, guys. It's like the uncertainty with football and basketball. You know, the two coaches we have. It's like it kind of like a, a you know relating to like. You fall asleep and you wake up and you're in pitch dark and you don't know, you're kind of disoriented. That's why I feel as a Gator fan right now, just, you know, uncertainty about quarterbacking, you know. I mean, I know we talk about portals, bringing guys in here and that. Just, I've never felt like this, so uncertain about the two programs. You know, I'm going back into the 80s, but, you know, we, we didn't taste success until Spurrier and then even, you know, a little bit of Long Kruger and, and Billy got here. But I haven't felt like this in a long time, just the uncertainty of our two programs. We don't know what we got. You know, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you at all. I think that's the, the issue right now is they, you don't know what you have. I mean, I think it's going to work out with Napier. I think – and I, don't, I know that the – uh, administration is fine with, with what he's doing, and they, they feel like it's going to go. I think Todd Golden's going to get things figured out, but there's no guarantees with anybody. No, and, and John, it's it's really hard, but I think, in, and if you, you missed it in the first hour, you know, Sonny Dykes had that success, and, and we asked him a little bit why he was able to have that success, and I think the biggest part is you have the NIL now, you have the transfer portal, and you have the ability to try to fix it very, very quickly. And Napier's certainly trying to do that, but I still think that there's, there's some left in there. He, he, he works too hard, he's too smart, and he wants to win bad enough that they'll get it fixed. And, and if it's not next year, because, again, the league is just so hard, I think in a couple of years when everything goes to the 12 teams and the, the, the playoffs are expanded, Florida should be in contention once again. I, I did see this graphic, some numbnuts, 
put it out there about <laughs> different programs and whether they're rising, they're stale, or they're actually declining. And they have the Gators at declining, but I, I don't see that at all. I don't think all. it's declining. I, yeah. I just I see how hard they're working and, and what they're going through still. to try to make it better that it should be okay. Yeah, I think we're at a standstill right now. And, I mean, it's like we, we didn't make a splash at a quarterback situation. We've got the kid from Wisconsin. That's not impressing me. You know, I mean, we, we're working hard-pressed. No, but I will say this. I mean, and it goes back to basketball. I, I think one reason maybe that Florida did not do a very good job of figuring out the transfer portal in basketball is because they'd spent a lot of money on on football and spent a lot right. of money on and particularly one guy. So, look, the bottom line is I, I, I think that they're going to figure things out and where they're going on all this stuff. It may not happen right away, and, uh, and I think – We've talked about this ad nauseum, Jeff. Next year's team is probably going to struggle because of the schedule. Well, we got one of the the third, fourth toughest schedules in the nation. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not that's not gravy for me right now. So that's that's my concern, guys. And uh, enjoy your show all the time, guys. And uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, John. Thank you. Appreciate you. And, uh, and that I, guy I, looked looked a little bit like Mark Brunel there. I'm like, why is Bur- Mark Brunel no, there? That wasn't Mark Brunel. He's too tall. And, and he mentioned Mertz and. and Listen, this is a guy that started a whole lot of games for a, did. a program yep. that has had a lot of success. So, and he was one of the better players in the country out of high school coming there. And I think just the, the system didn't work. Something, I mean, look at that's what you hope for. You hope that he's if he that it it meshes that Correct. him and whoever uh, you know, obviously Billy Napier calls the plays, but whoever works with him um, as a coordinator. Um, well, who, who's my least favorite quarterback in college football? Uh, uh, Van Dyke. Well, no. <laughs> After I, I talked about how great how he was going to be. Yeah. No. A guy that went to Auburn. Oh, uh, Bo Nix, yeah. Yeah. And what did he do last year? He was pretty good. He was actually decent. New yeah. system, better fit, and you hope that that's the case. I think a lot depends on Mertz. the guys that are around you, too. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, uh, again, I don't know that he's going to have great players around him, but hopefully – uh, they can adjust in that in that area, you know, having good receivers. And I think that the speed they've added through the uh, recruiting is going to help them because, I mean, that was one of the problems. Although you hear, you know, who's killing it apparently. Uh, uh, they're ready for him at the combine. He's going to be all unbelievable as Justin Shorter. So that's good for him. I'm happy for him. I'm happy. He's a big, strong, physical receiver. Yeah. The first time I actually met Justin Shorter – and, and there's only been two oh, guys. Oh, I thought he was a tight end. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought he – it was more like a small offensive lineman. Like, yeah. that's how big he was. <laughs> and that's kind of the way I felt when I met Cam Newton for the first time. I was like, is this like a – you know, just a, a lineman that needs to put on a little bit more weight? Because that's what you, you get the impression. So, yeah, it, when you get there and, – and what about all this Anthony Richardson talk? There's a lot of mocks now. They're saying that – Colts might trade up to one yeah, and I, take them, and I don't a think, lot of things going on. I don't, there's different, and again, this is I talked about this a little bit on the podcast today, Jeff. He's going through what Tebow went through his after when he came out. Is that people are totally dissecting, so he could go anywhere from the first pick in the draft to low first round. You know, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna look at his footwork, which. They talked about, and in, in one of the stories I read, that footwork is all messed up. I'm like, yeah, we were screaming about that during the year, yeah. that his footwork, he couldn't get it right. Uh, then he, remember, the Tennessee game, all of a sudden it was right, and he was moving his feet right, and you were watching, you're going, okay, he's getting it, and then it went right back down the, the hill. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have, like, 
Let me put it to you this way, Jeff. You got the first pick in the draft. Would you draft Anthony Richardson? No. No, there's no way I would. Well, just because I know that he hasn't been coached up enough to be successful right away. And normally it would be one of those teams that probably need him. But let's just say if he was in the same situation as Kyle Trask was. He went and sat for a couple years, or Aaron Rodgers was for for all those years. Those guys are sitting. Then... I think if you get in, have somebody teach him all the stuff because he hasn't been, I don't think, coached all that well, at least from a younger age, that he's still got a lot to learn. And some of these other guys have just gotten more. So when he gets to that point, he's going to throw harder than them or farther than them because he's stronger. He's oh, going to run faster than them and do all that other stuff. So when he actually gets the what you're supposed to do as a quarterback and completing passes down by setting your feet and doing all that, then – yeah, he's got a chance to be good, but it's it's to me not they're gonna love in the next at, couple of years. They're gonna love him at the combine. Of course. He's gonna do things that they've never seen quarterback do. You know, even Cam Newton. He's a better athlete than Cam Newton. Yeah. And Cam Newton's one of the great athletes that's ever gone through. Yeah. I don't think Cam Newton could stand there and do a backflip. I don't think flat he flip. could either. But I, I said I told somebody else this. Um he could be Josh Allen or he could be Jamarcus Russell. And eat and, and somewhere in between. And nothing would surprise me. It, it, could, it wouldn't surprise me if in a couple of years he's all of a sudden we're talking about how great he is. It wouldn't surprise me if he's out of the league in three years at the same time. So it is what it is. You know. Sorry, I was, Jerry was yeah. waving. Well, you always stop when Jerry comes by. You yeah, have you, you have to. I mean, we got to tell her we, uh, we hyped up her cookies. Yeah, we did. We do that a lot. But, Here, and we, we got always, one, one minute. Put you on the air. No. Nope. We hyped up your cookies earlier. We did hype up your cookies. Always great to They're see good. you. Jerry Spurrier, ladies and gentlemen. Great radio right there because you couldn't hear her. But she, <laughs> this, uh, is like, this is like sometimes on my podcast I'm wondering, you know, a lot of people just listen to it, and I'm showing the game, play of the game. Yeah, and you can't <laughs> obviously do that. Well, it's been a, a great couple of hours of radio. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, really fun. If you missed it earlier, Go back and listen on the podcast. We had uh, Sonny Dykes and Steve Spurrier on in, uh, in the first yeah. hour. Tommy Townsend joined us with a uh, little guest appearance from Judd Davis coming in as well. But uh, a lot of fun here tonight. Bob Stoops is here, and uh, there are certainly uh, many, many others that are uh, going to be a part of this thing. And you've got um, what, Mac Brown. Hey, he's supposed to be here, yes. He, and then uh, also uh, Drew May, your boy at quarterback. Drake May. Drake May. Yeah. Your boy oh, at quarterback. I, love him. I so. love him as a player. I was going to, if we got Coach uh, Brown in here, I was going to say how much I loved watching his quarterback play this year. He, he was awesome. All right. It was uh, awesome. Again, from here, we'll take uh, our last time out, send it away, but uh, back at it tomorrow. You're listening to the tailgate. For Pat Newley, I'm Jeff Cardozo. Thanks to Kate for all her hard work back in the studio. Have a great rest of your night. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981FM, 850AM, WRUF.